Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. From KUNC and the NPR Network, this is In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Friday, December 29th. I'm Erin O'Toole. We're closing out the year with a nod to our haunted state and some of its storied tales, because this stuff takes on new mystical meanings around the holidays. Heather Kelly has been thinking about ghostly matters for a long time. She's an actor and educator at the University of Colorado Boulder, where her research focuses on dark tourism, ghosts as manifestations of trauma, and haunted attractions. Since the early days of her acting career, she's heard no shortage of haunting tales about theaters and venues where she's performed, beginning with her time as an undergraduate at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Connecticut. And before I even got there, I had been warned that the place was haunted, um, that there was a ghost there by the name of Lucy, and that all the people that had worked there for years not only like believed in Lucy, but made decisions based off of like what Lucy would or wouldn't like. <laughs> After that, she was prepared for weird things to happen, and well... Weird things did actually happen to me while I was there, too. <laughs> The legacy of Lucy definitely helped shape Kelly's interest in haunted theaters. And it touches on this feeling that when you step into one of these old, beautiful places, there is a presence of some kind. In a recent conversation, I asked Heather Kelly if there's something special about theaters that makes them more likely to be haunted. This is such an excellent question and and really the question I started with, with my research. And I have a few different answers for you and your listeners. So yes, a lot of times theaters are the oldest structures within a community, longest standing structures, and sometimes uh, derelict (laughs) structures as well, if they've not been maintained. So of course, it's probably not surprising that there are ghost stories um, cropping up around older spaces. Um, They're obviously public spaces, so they've had tons of people cycling in and out of them. They also, unfortunately, especially in the 19th century in the U.S., were the site of a lot of tragedies, specifically tons of fires. So before there was a lot of um, like fire safety regulation, you just hear about theaters that have burned down multiple times, unfortunately, um, throughout their history, sometimes resulting in, you know, injury and loss of life, sometimes luckily not. And then finally, I think there's the connection between what goes on in the building of a theater um, and the structure itself. So if we think of of theater as this almost like a conjuring art where we are creating these stories and these characters out of nothing, in a sense, putting on a theatrical production is sort of like raising ghosts, right? It's, it's, It's asking the audience to suspend their disbelief in this thing that is to an extent ephemeral, right? It appears before them like a ghost and then it disappears afterwards. So yeah, I think there's also a question about, is there something about theater itself being inherently ghostly 
that it doesn't actually require that much of more of a suspension of disbelief to say, hey, we're not only generating ghosts in these spaces, we are harboring actual or literal ghosts here as well. I never thought about it like that, but that makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, a few years ago, I reported a story on the Rialto Theater in Loveland turning 100. It had undergone just a beautiful restoration that had taken years. What was interesting was a couple people that I spoke with, in fact, almost everyone I talked with there, talked about at least two ghosts that have been experienced by staff and by theater goers. Okay. It just makes me wonder if there's something about the restoration process that maybe kicks up any activity, any spirit activity. I think 100%. A lot of times um, sort of spikes in what we would maybe term paranormal activity, or at least for those who experience it, might might term as paranormal activity, uh, are related to renovations, restorations, um, changes in the space. I'm thinking here in Boulder, um, the Boulder Theater is purportedly haunted um, and they operate a like a bar cafe next door called The Lounge. And I heard a story that when The Lounge first opened in 2008, the supposed ghost of Boulder Theater George really like kicked up an activity and they decided that he was displeased with them. And they actually, for a time, renamed the lounge George's like the bar next door. Oh, man. For a while was renamed after um, the ghost who's believed to be uh, the the former manager who worked there. Um, so did it work? I think it must have for at least for a time, because I noticed that now they've gone back to calling it the lounge again. So maybe George isn't really messing with them anymore in the same way. Maybe so. It makes me wonder, too, is it just that theater ghosts are more dramatic and want to be seen more so than ghosts that inhabit other old buildings? I love that you said that because um, a common sort of narrative I've seen in a lot of the ghost stories associated with theaters I'm researching is what I would say sort of like a a reinforcement of certain tropes or cliches associated with theater people. Uh, so for example, there is a cliche that actors are really vain. You know, they love their performers. They love to be on stage. They love to be the center of attention. So sometimes this has been figured in, in theater ghost stories in terms of they are here for their last bow or like they're, sure. they are returning for one final curtain call that they never received in life. <laughs> exactly. Now, Heather, for your research, you invite people, theater patrons or people who are on stage or behind the curtain to contribute to your research. Yes. People can fill out a survey form and, and document what they have experienced. And I'm wondering what kind of experiences are you hearing about? A lot of the theaters I'm, I'm getting responses about, it's believed to be an actor or actors haunting the space. I'm also getting a lot of female ghosts and a lot of um, female actor ghosts that are Again, some sort of troubling, I would say, <laughs> cliches or assumptions. So I'm getting a lot of um, actresses that had affairs, mm. actresses that had experienced these ridiculous, untimely deaths often associated to like an affair gone wrong. They got involved with the leading man and they were both married, for example, and she either tragically threw herself off, you know, like a balcony because uh, the leading man isn't going to leave his wife for her or she's having an affair with the director in order to get a part. That's like another kind of trope that recurs in a lot of these stories. It, it sounds like there's such a way to learn about our 
kind of our cultural mores, if you will. And yeah, I I think that's beautifully said because I think what attracted me and what maybe attracts a lot of people to ghost stories initially is they're fun. They're spooky. They speak to that great unknown of what happens to us once we're not here anymore. But if you really sort of, I guess, drill down into them, there's a lot of like social issues and other things that work here. And, And I think these stories can help us to learn about Oh, what what narratives do we keep returning to? Um, also, who even gets to be a ghost, right? Like who who was either important enough in life that we still think they linger or 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 care about what's happened to them? Like who doesn't even get to be a ghost? Who do we not know was ever here? Absolutely. Well, Heather Kelly, this was so fascinating. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Heather mentioned a lot of historic theaters that are rumored to be haunted, including the Boulder Theater, the Tabor Opera House in Leadville, the Dickens Opera House in Longmont, and the Rialto Theater in Loveland. Many of these historic buildings offer tours. No guarantees, though, on whether you'll experience anything paranormal. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back with you next week with brand new episodes connecting you with what's happening in Northern Colorado. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm your host, Aaron O'Toole, wishing a very happy new year to you and yours.